We at Two Male Receptionists try to give you great aural. Uh, it's certainly something I take pride in, trying to do as much as I can, learn as much as I can about the audio editing, give you something of quality. I think we do a pretty good job considering we are just recording in a regular non-sound treated apartment uh, right off of Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, but something happened to the audio in this one. Did everything I could to it. Uh, we even consulted one of our friends as an audio engineer. It's totally listenable. It's just not of the high quality, you know. It's not meeting the high, high standards uh, that our fans have come to expect. I know a lot of audiophiles love our podcast just because of the, the great quality of the voices. In fact, most of our listeners uh, don't even speak English. They just they just like the way it sounds. But yeah, this one, uh, this one's oh, there you know, that's lovely. Uh, what you are almost certainly hearing in the background is literally a chainsaw. Uh, they're doing <laughs> they're doing work uh, around my apartment, and yeah, there it is again. That's literally a chainsaw. Anyway, the audio has something wrong with it. Still totally listenable. Still no worse than a lot of podcasts that are much bigger than us do on a regular basis, especially when they do like a remote interview episode. Um, and if you're listening in your car or something, you probably won't even notice. Um, oh, there's a hammer too. That's that's awesome. So, you know, I thought about just confidently putting it out there and like maybe no one would even care, but... That would be that would be too off-brand for me. But yeah, I, I hope you enjoy this uh, slightly fucked up episode of Two Male Receptionists. What we've got here is... Two Male Receptionists. You've never seen The Gladiator? I've never seen The Gladiator. You're missing out. You know, there's some good stuff. I'm sure. I mean, it means classic. I know that. Yeah. It's got Russell Crowe. How can you go wrong? Russell Crowe going through a divorce right now. No. That was I years learned... ago. He was just selling it's, stuff it's now. A, it, uh, I mean, I don't know I how think it's drawn another out one. the process. Oh, really? I don't know how drawn out the process is. Well, that's what someone in Australia told me, and they would know. He is... Australian. That's fair. You know, uh, my little personal, my folks um, are divorcing themselves after like 35 something years of marriage. Mm. And it's uh, very necessary and I support it. And, and in South Carolina, you see, the reason they're going through the divorce is because they have to be legally separated for a year before wow. they're allowed to divorce. <clears throat> and in order to do the legal separation, they have to be living in different places for a year before they're allowed to divorce. That's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy, right? I mean, South Carolina, first state to secede, you kind of expect some crazy whack job, stars and bars nonsense, trying to keep some Christian marriages together. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the the motivation, right? Like, that's why it would be different. It's like, do you really want to get... It's like, okay, well, (laughs) I don't want to pay two rents for a year. I guess we don't need to get divorced. No, no, we don't. 
I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, what else is? Why would a more conservative area like that's? Is there another thing we could put forth to explain the difference? I was trying to think of some things, but because it seems kind of like a, I was going to say it seems like a, a kind of a Protestant type of idea, but no, very Catholic, very Catholic at the same time. To stay together, no yes. matter what. Yes, I mean Catholicism definitely more no divorce than than Protestantism. Is it? Absolutely. I just always sort of assumed that they all were like. I mean, you can like really... still go to heaven if you're a Protestant. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, it can happen. It can happen if you're a Catholic, but you like can't go to mass and stuff. Sometimes, I mean, there's sometimes that you can't take communion. That's so you you can't go to communion if you've been divorced. Or no, like... so take it. You can go to mass, but you can't take communion if you've been divorced. Wow. You can't do the um the the bread and the what is it they do the, the... butter. That's what those. Do. I is knew. It, I knew I was close. Is there a, a Eucharist? Is that a thing? Yes, that's that is like what they give you, right? I think so. That's the body. Well, that's the body. Jesse, the body. Jesse, the body. Jesse, the Ventura. Eucharist Ventura. Jesse, the Eucharist Ventura. And then you ingest that, and it actually is the body. And then you take a little bit of some grape juice, and sometimes it's wine. And uh, then you're like, and that's the blood. And then when it's in you, it actually is blood. It actually is the blood of Christ. There's a miracle that happens every time. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, honestly. I mean, it's nice to have a bit of theater. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice that you get a mass group of people being like, we're going to party. That's always fun. Anytime it's like, that's why people like flash dances, mobs. <laughs> You're like, oh, look at this large group of people that seemingly don't know each other participating in a shared experience. Isn't that fun? Uh, and then everybody, spectators ruin it with the phones. You're like, can you just enjoy it? Obviously, there's a bunch of cameras on this. Look how many people are dancing. They're not going to not film this. Put your phone away. You're That's ruining funny. my experience on YouTube with your damn phone. Yeah. Just give me a surprise face. And I'll be like, look how surprised that person is. <laughs> if I was there in person, I'd be surprised too. And hopefully not get out of my phone. I don't know. But the shared experience, <laughs> the, the shared suspension of disbelief, like, like people do in a theater. Mm. It's great. People love doing it. It's fun. It feels good. The divorce thing really seems unfair because, I mean, this is coming from a biased perspective, but it seems like Catholicism also more than other religions is really predicated on a lot of hypocrisy. So, uh, but divorce is not something. Like what? The thing about divorce is it's public. We're like, you can be molesting children for years. Uh, and as long as no one finds out, you keep taking that sweet, sweet body in your mouth. Um, as well as taking communion, but the um, <clears throat> the divorce everyone knows about. Whew. Amen, amen to that, brother. Uh, I never got too into that Catholicism stuff. Mostly, my my main experience is that it kept me from losing my virginity senior year of high school. Mm. Um, but you other were, than that, it seemed pretty. Like, it seemed pretty great. You were dating a Catholic. I was. I was. And she's pretty great. Still is. I'm That's cool. Sure. I mean, did I mention the hypocrisy? They're like, did you did you know <laughs> did you know about that at the time? <laughs> Wait a minute, they've been molesting children this whole time. I know. I mean, she might have been seventeen at the same time. So uh, technically, I was. You know, can't call the yeah. You when you were in high school, you were in your early thirties, right? I, <laughs> the baldness kind of gave me away, but yeah, it was good times in high school. Um. I was raised as a homeschooled, born-again, fundamentalist Christian. 
evangelical Christian. So the Protestant, it's pretty much there's still in the in your back corner, in the back of your mind, there's still you're still a little bit of like if we were in Ireland a couple hundred years ago or so, we would be we definitely murder some Catholics. Like there's <laughs> I see. Yeah, there's still definitely of like, oh no, we're the real Christians going to heaven. And those Catholics, you know, they pray to Mary. It's kind of idolatry in some ways, praying to saints. Oh, they got all sorts of saints and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, and we're not into praying to anybody but to God the Father. Yeah. And to Jesus' his Son. And to the Holy Ghost. If he's uh, lucky. <laughs> and, uh... But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that there, I feel like a lot of Protestants are not too certain whether or not the Catholics are really going to heaven. They're certain the Mormons aren't. And oh, really? Oh, yeah. But they're definitely. But at the same time, they're like the Mormons are are definitely including themselves in in the Christianity, Protestant, Catholic, Mormon tradition. You mean they're Christian? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they do believe that. Jesus died for their sins. Yeah, no, they've got the Bible and everything. They've got the Bible and everything. I, I know about this. I mean, I know that much. Right. Even in the Catholic Bible, it's got these Maccabees, these other books. Maccabees? Yeah, I remember sometimes there was like, I was, I was obviously knew my Bible well growing up, and then I was at a Catholic church, and I was like, what are these other books? There's some other books in the Catholic Bibles that... I did not know that. No, Written by uh, some hedonists or something out there pagans that's the word i wanted mm. pagans it does have a very pagan feel catholicism it's just the chanting in masses once you kind of step outside of yourself for a second if you were just to walk into a room and you didn't know what was going on and you saw people chanting in a mass you'd be like uh, i don't know about this yeah Something i mean it seems a little suspect here maybe i won't be here right now it's not entirely dissimilar from the reaction i would have knowing where i was going but that's fair but then again, maybe you join the chant, and you know what? Again, shared experience. It, it feels sounds pretty good. I mean, I'm being an asshole, but I would actually like I would like to go to like a Catholic mass sometime. I was in Venice, Italy. Oh well, that's the place to go. And I, it was uh, it was surprisingly raining, and I uh, decided to dip inside this this small, gorgeous, centuries old church. What it looked like, and there was a Catholic mass going on. And hear me out, Johnny. This might surprise you. It was in Italian, and mm. uh, I did not speak Italian at the time. Um, not like I, I do now. I actually didn't know that. I, th- I thought it was going to be in Latin. I don't really know. A lot's happened since the Reformation. <laughs> okay, there's like the old, yeah, there's like the two forms, right? Oh wait, the Reformation. Okay, well, aren't there like two different? Isn't there like a new Catholicism too? Like where they allowed? I mean, this was kind of a bunch of the Martin Luther stuff. Is that all the homilies? That's that's a good Catholic word for you. All of the sermons were uh, in Latin, and the people didn't speak Latin, so they pretty much were just oh, right. going up there and being like, "All right, yeah, yeah, what that guy says." Or print it, right? That was part of it. Yeah, and so, anyways, there was like, "Hey, maybe people should actually have a personal relationship with God or have access to the Word of God. That seems important if they're going to follow it." And so they start, you know, actually speaking English and things like that. It sounds like, an, you know, actually speaking English, just those words together, it sounds like you're a racist American. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't say that in any other context. It's like when every time it's like, I could have never imagined that like the words all lives matter would piss me off. If you were in a yeah. philosophy class like 10 years ago and you were coming up with examples of 
uh, hypotheticals, like absolutes, like uh, things are absolutely right or out, absolute morality. And you go, well, rape is morally always wrong. I can't really think of too many. And somebody's like, well, what if you had to rape somebody in order to spare the lives of this person who said, unless you do this, I'm going to murder these hundred people in those stupid philosophical. You're like, Jerry, that's what up. you say about every, that's how you every scenario yeah. you come up with involves you raping someone yeah. to save the day. But morally, you can pretty much say that there, there are such things, you know, more or less. Well, we actually did. I, yeah, <clears throat> I, I put forth uh, something about pedophiles, and then we went on a uh, pedophile this apologist did, this, little this, rant. This, this did ring a bell. You do like to go on your pedophile apologist rants in sprees. Uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy who did Howl? Ginsburg. Yeah, supposedly part of Nambla. David Cross portrayed him. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. In I'm still here, there. It was that Bob Dylan movie where oh. seven people played Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And what's her, it didn't matter who else played Bob Dylan. It was all about Kate uh, Blanchett. Yeah. I don't know who else. I mean, I didn't see it either, but. I mean, it had Ben Whiteshaw and <laughs> Christian Bale. Okay. And Richard Gere. Oh, now we're talking. And others. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I was in it. I played Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah? Dylan. Yeah. I was pretty good. I was no Kate Blanchett. I'll say that. Blanchett? Do you throw it away? Blanche. I say Blanchett, but that's kind of like a. It sounds kind of gross now that I'm saying. I mean, any, Blan. Word, any word sounds great when you are, are terrible and you say it too many times. It starts to lose meaning. I don't like the. I have to say this now that I work in that department. Oncology. You don't like that word? No, I don't like that word. It's not. It, it has a. It has a thing at the front of your. Oncology. I just I don't like it. That. I feel yeah. like I'm honking. Yeah, I usually refer to it as the one where they all die. Oh, we definitely refer to it that way as okay, well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But every now and again, I'm trying to sound impressive. I work in radiation oncology, mm-hmm. and people are impressed. Oh, is that the one where they all die? Yeah. No, not because they don't, though, because I'm there. That's right. Yeah. And then they die a little bit later. I mean, we all... Eventually. Look. Yeah. Yes. It's like that Hedberg joke where... So you like you drink uh he's like, he's like oh I don't drink red wine it gives me a hangover and he's like well yeah eventually <laughs> but the first and the middle part are amazing <laughs> would you like an apple no thanks it'll eventually be a core <laughs> rest in peace God bless you I'm not the type of guy that says God bless you I don't know where that it really from. threw me for a loop I just that's another headbrook joke he says that too I'm sorry I'm <laughs> on a roll I would like to be the type of person that says uh bless your heart. You know, tap into some of my southern roots mm-hmm. and just throw shade and insult people like a you know an old bitchy fifty year old. Oh right, it's got like a sarcastic thing. About yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I have definitely heard the uh, "bless your heart" uh, a few times. And uh-huh. I, you know, you think it's originally it's it's a nice thing to say. It and, is though, no. And then you realize that it's it basically southern. means F- you. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. When someone says "bless your it's heart," it's like, "Oh, bless your heart, you idiot." Oh, really? I didn't know this. Yes. Generally, generally, that's what it means. Shelley, you grew up in Virginia. Uh, did you have you held on to any of your Do you feel southern the same way? charm? I've heard a lot of cues, <laughs> but it's. Not <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a good one. No, anytime you hear "bless your heart," somebody's not being nice. See, that's I think that's understood. I I recall someone uh, my wife worked with saying as much, and I think that's something. It's not just a southern thing to say, but I, <laughs> I think maybe the nuances are lost on non-southerners. 
that's why it's such a shitty thing to do because <laughs> it's such a backhanded thing it's so funny it's like oh yeah i think she's dating that boy bobby from down the street you know he's um he's one of those special boys bless his heart you know um but she's really trying i think she she'll get herself together eventually it's even darker when you just throw it away like that instead of like a, <laughs> instead of like a, oh bless your heart there is a, a southern woman that comes in i don't i can't say her name miley cyrus yes it's very funny because she has a lot of like like oh and anyways how you doing today sweetheart i was just wondering because i just saw your face and you know you doing okay okay all right good i'm happy to hear that no i was just asking it's okay anyways now my daughter she's getting ready to go to college and you know she's got this boyfriend and he's a fucking shit i can't stand his goddamn ass and he's always hanging around my house and she's such a good girl you know and i really want the best for her but fuck this guy and she's like and it comes out of nowhere and she's just awesome. like she's clearly been doing it her whole life and yeah. she will say some crazy stuff to me you know she's like you know and i i, I know it sounds like you were having some some trouble you know with with your life friends there and everything i don't i really do want you to be happy because i think you're a real sweetheart and you know and i myself you know i had a lot of a lot of experience out there i fucked 105 guys i did it in my lifetime you know but i was a wild child but you know my parents they were conservative they were trying to change me but they couldn't you know i do what i, I am who i am but you know and i had this this husband who divorced me and he was an asshole and i stayed with him too long but you know you you live some lessons in life and you learn but fuck that guy i don't i'm not gonna waste any more of my time on him and she just like keeps going forever and a lot of times quite loudly and there's other people around and you just hear this old lady dropping f-bombs all the time it's not right can we get her on the show she sounds awesome she does no okay she's also kind of crazy okay i mean i mean you like want to have crazy people on the podcast i I, get it i get it i guess i I could just ask you more questions i could see since you live here (laughs) after i leave this is part of my concern yeah understandable mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i do want wanna... lots that happens after you leave i've seen you do the laundry i think i get the <laughs> for this edition of articles you can only find at 3 a.m we will be drawing from the wikipedia article on uremic frost uremic frost is a colloquial description for crystallized urea deposits that can be found on the skin of those affected by chronic kidney disease In states of prolonged kidney failure and subsequent uremia, the high level of urea in the bloodstream leads to high levels of urea secreted by eccrine sweat glands as a component of sweat. As water evaporates off of the skin, it results in crystals of the remaining urea. So basically your kidneys don't work so you start sweating urine. Then it dries and you're left with little crystals of pee on your skin. We now return to the show. I do want to have that one lady on whose name escapes me now, but... Oh, that sounds riveting. Let's... You, know, you know the one. The genius one. We, like, graduated college when she was 14, and now she's becoming a lawyer after becoming a doctor so she can fight for prisoners' rights. Who is this lady? I want to say Sarah Lawrence, but that's the college. How do you know this woman? Uh, she is, like, a frequent flyer customer. Mm. I mean, uh, I'm intrigued. She's pretty cool. Lady is one of those words that I remember hearing a lot in the movie Anchorman when they were like trying to uh, instill this uh, idea, this setting of this uh, this 1970s sexist world mm. um, that was kind of surreal. And and they're like, you know, it's 1970. Ladies can do stuff now. And they're like, oh, you're just a, a lady. There's just a lot of lady talk. People say the word lady a lot. And I feel like it's an outdated term. Okay, well, still my used. apologies, but what what no, should I, I call it? I still use it. What's wrong with lady? I don't know. 
but I think is there an equivalent of for for I just, the male species? I would just think man. Right? Why don't you just think woman? Woman, yeah. Fella. Not a terrible, you know, if you're going to equate pull something out of a hat, lady and fella ain't too bad. I mean, there's like dudes and bros, but I mean, there's still nothing. Lady still seems kind of like listen, lady. I can see Take that. Take it easy, lady. Yeah. She's some crazy lady. She's a crazy cat lady. Ladies, it gets very dismissive a lot of the time. I, yes. More I think, so than not, I would say. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I mean, I haven't thought about it that way, but I I see what you're saying. I'm I, right about this, John. I, I believe you. Except that when I said more so than not, I said not. And I should not oh, have. You, you, were, <laughs> you were spelling it with a K? I think, no, saying? I think a A-U-G-H-T came out by accident. Oh, I see. <laughs> I hate when I spell things wrong that I'm saying. I know. I'm very thirsty today. I'll see. That is a, a funny thirst tweets, things like that. I don't, I'm not familiar. I know thirsty is like horny, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Thirst tweets? Yeah, like Jeff, they, this is one of those, those you know, celebrities me, read mean tweets. Mm-hmm. They have celebrities read thirst tweets. Give me an example. I can't even imagine what that would sound like. Oh, uh, it's... Like just a guy saying, I'm really horny, or... No, no, it's more like, um, uh, if Jeff Goldblum had a 22-year-old son... I would ride him so hard. Never mind. I just want regular Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that funny. was not a very good thirst tweet. No, no, it's good. I mean, I got the point. Yeah, good. And you People afford- are only thirsty for Jeff Goldblum, by the way. He takes the cake. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we sidestepped some issues with who we were going after there. I think he's a safe one. Yeah. Until you get in the room with him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I still haven't gotten over Charlie Rose, let me tell you. Oh, I still haven't got to work over Charlie Manson. He's, did he die? He's dead? <laughs> Someone wanted to take his body around. Like, they were trying to... Uh, there was some, like... There was, like, money behind it. Like, it was definitely a thing, not just someone's idea, that they wanted to take his body on tour, but uh, his relative that, I guess, inherited his body? I don't know if that's the Great. proper terminology. They didn't agree to that. Yeah. That's why they dumped Osama Bin Laden in the ocean. Mm. It's the exact same thing. Well, it's a little different because Osama bin Laden was dumped in the ocean because he's actually living uh, as uh, an American who's had plastic surgery in New York. Gotcha. And they whereas, didn't want. Whereas I think Charles Manson is legitimately dead. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he would have been really fucking old anyway. Like he was old yeah. enough to die. It made sense. I guess so. I guess so. Also, not as rich as Osama bin Laden, so it's harder to make conspiracy theories about. It's just harder to buy it when you're like this guy who's spent 87% of his life in prison. Yeah, he put this whole thing together. They faked his death and uh, yeah, it was a big deal. Hmm. What is old? You said old enough to die. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was old enough to die. When's old enough to die? When? 1994. Okay. I heard a, a comic make it. I was at a comedy club, Johnny. I'm gonna oh, yeah? tell, tell a joke that I heard a comic tell. I, I, I went to one too. Can we wait? Can I? Um, we got it. We're gonna go to an open mic. Oh yeah, and then tell stories about how that went. Okay, all right, but I'm gonna come back to that. But you okay. go ahead. No, this guy was just talking about how the audience looked middle aged, and he was like, "You know how? how here's how you can tell me you're like, well, I'm kind of young, or you know, here's how you can establish if you're really truly middle aged is you take your age and you double it, and if you died." Right at that age, 
and it wasn't people wouldn't say it was a tragedy (laughs) (laughs) right you're like well he was 65 70 i mean 70 yeah yeah that's i mean the whole middle-aged thing uh is funny because like it's also very optimistic when someone's going through a midlife crisis at 60, like, Gosh. you might live into 120, buddy, like... People don't go through I, midlife crisis. No, they do go through midlife crisis at, like, 45, which is... Is that... Okay, that's more... I mean, it's still pretty optimistic. Like should, yeah, I think so, too. You can be in your 50s, though, right? Midlife crisis, 50s? Can you? I think... Yeah. I, no, I'm sure they do, but I feel like that's, like, you know... You wouldn't call it that appropriately? Nah, I don't know. I guess it is. People have people started trying to you know when people are over twenty five and trying to figure themselves out like yeah. quarter life crisis yeah. and you're like it's just being young man yeah or just like I have mental health issues yeah like, like everybody I uh, yeah right right now I'm in between my quarter and my third life crisis right which is still crisis mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually I'm probably past my now that I do the math when somebody this came up with uh, in in, uh, in an argument. Uh, with an ex-boo thing, oh, you stole my heart, uh, said uh, quite harshly and accurately, what were you doing the past eight years? It wasn't like you were blind to the world. Questioning my lack of actual quantifiable success in the worlds of career and finance. Mm-hmm. What would you answer to that? Because, you know, I think everybody has their struggles, like you said, mental health things that keep you back and, you know, you also you do hop around from interests and things like that, but I, I was I had to go through, I had to do some soul searching. I was like, well, I know we come from different cultures and stuff like that. People, you know, a lot of people get content to survive. You know, mm-hmm. definitely guilty of, uh, of of falling into that. Again, that's a survival mechanism, especially for the the mentally unwell. <laughs> but it was interesting. I'm sorry. Can you say it again? But like, I just the way it was. What, it, 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 what I, were I, you doing? Okay, the past. Eight years. Okay, it's I not can like process you were it now. Blind to the world of success and ambition. Okay, the first time I just shut down completely. I was like, "Oh, what are you? What's happening right now?" Yeah. Um, I did the same thing. Well, funny enough, that is my response. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry, you guys. I can't. I just can't right now. Uh, Let's see. So self-loathing, uh, yeah. it, they say that the unexamined life is not worth living. So I made sure to examine my life. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, and, and maybe some people that are out there, you know, chase, chasing the dollar and stuff like that, don't take the time to examine their own shit and uh, build up the solid characters that you and I clearly have. I mean, I think, yeah, there's a lot of shitty and boring people. That's true. And I don't think that you and I are boring, Johnny. Well. I mean, that'll be up to the listeners to decide by <laughs> perhaps not listening. That'll um, be the real decision for you guys to make. But I think that you're an interesting fella. And thanks. I think I'm a fascinating lady. <laughs> when you say lady, I just I just think, yay, lady. Exactly. And that's not very complimentary, is it? No, it's not. I don't think that man ever said anything that... <laughs> Someone would be thrilled to hear. Anytime I have a sincere laugh, I have this self, uh, this self-conscious, like, I have to look at the bars and make sure I didn't crack <laughs> crack the, uh, yeah. uh, blow the mic. Because I know that I have, it's not quite on the scale, but it's like, 
a feminine Ricky Gervais style cackle where he's like, <laughs> it's just like way up there. It's got when it's really letting loose. I don't think there's anything abnormal about your laugh. Thank you. Um, you know who's got a great laugh? No. Burt Reynolds. Really? Are you familiar? I'm familiar with Burt Reynolds. Uh, with, but he's got like a very distinct laugh. Really? Yeah. It's like a Seth Rogen unto itself. I don't know what that means. Seth Rogen has the most distinct laugh. Oh, does he? I've never noticed. You're What? You're bullshitting me. No. What does he do? You're just going to have to do a... Uh, this is an edit spot for you. All right, just I- to play some Seth Rogen laughs. As it turns out, it was not. And you know what? There's only one. It's pretty. It's got a lot of continuity. <laughs> do do an impression. I can't because I know I've heard impressions of it, and people are good at it. But it's basically got like a <laughs> something. Like, I feel I, like I know a lot of dudes that laugh like that. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it's a very husky. <clears throat> but it's got a kind of a a very jovial stoner cadence to it as well. It's just unmistakable. Did I ever tell you I had this friend? She was our homecoming queen. She's a very sweet, very, very Christian girl uh, named Meredith, uh, who's, uh, who had a laugh that just, oh man, it cracked me up. And, and my favorite thing to do was to make her laugh just so I could hear it, because it was like this. It would go. <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. My favorite thing to do was to imitate her laugh. And if I ever imitated her laugh, it would make her laugh. And it just <laughs> sounded like a mating call. So I'd be like, hey, Meredith. And she'd always go, oh! <laughs> one of my favorite things. I do like a good distinctive laugh. Although I'll say that one screams of just holding a lot of shit back. <laughs> that really, Absolutely. That sounds like she, how you laugh when you've got some dark stuff going on inside. Definitely lived in one of those, 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 like, uh, those, just a lot of, a lot of those, one of those things where it was like very successful house with like five or six kids. And the dad's like a heart surgeon, and the mom is like always very put together and baking. And that's exactly what just, that life, what yeah, that laugh sounds like. Yes, and you just and everybody's super Christian and good, but you just there's a darkness underneath it all. Yeah, that the dad is uh, is into some dark stuff. I don't know. I just don't trust it. it. Creeps me out. Neither do I. I don't even know him. But it's got that white picket fence thing that you're like, mm, I don't like this. I think that maybe anything that looks kind of like a traditional's fifty nuclear family now, our generation suspects. <laughs> Which. Here's the thing. It's wrong to make a judgment and not change it, but it's not wrong to suspect someone <laughs> for something like that. I or think it's, sometimes it's appropriate to reinforce those judgments with some research. I think it's it's <laughs> not wrong to, you know, have your uh, your ears prick up a little bit like, oh, that's that laugh sounds like there's children in her basement. I'm just going to pay a little bit closer attention. That's fair. That's reasonable. Children. Oh, it's kind of like any time a woman turns the corner and isn't expecting to see me. It's like, I don't blame you. Look, um, I mean, I could be offended, but look, I get it. I get it when you're frightened and you see me. It'd also be kind of frightening if they expect, if they like round up the corner and they're like, gone. <laughs> yes. I was expecting. Well, that'd be frightening <laughs> for me. That's the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. John, I'm expecting. Now that's, yeah, that is frightening. <laughs> So you were saying, I, I feel like I feel like I'm fulfilling the stereotypes of <laughs> of what a racist person might think about a Jew in Hollywood when I'm here. I, I turn into like a sleazy producer. 
Because you want me to, to give up the goods? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, not like that, but... What preceded this conversation off air is that uh, I discussed... I don't know if you maybe listened to our, our previous show and you heard me talking about uh, um, the loss of a romantic relationship, um, but I'm uh, newly into the, the world of dating. And sometimes that world is online for, for part of it. And uh, and I was I was discussing and regaling John with some of my stories of some some dates recently, and he wanted me to talk about them on the air, and I politely declined. Or and... just general. <laughs> so see, no, go I ahead. Thought, ask your questions. Well, John. see, I thought it was rife for for comedic, you know, fodder because why? It's just why I shared the stories with you. I feel like. I just don't even, I've never even seen until you just showed me your profile. That was the first time I'd seen a dating app at all. With somebody that handsome, I know. Like, I feel like Borat interviewing someone about the... So please, go ahead and um, understand, I want you to ask me these questions. Ask you, Let your curiosity run wild and, and engage it. And uh, ask your questions and understand I might lie. Well... I feel like you can't talk about online dating without coming across poorly. Does it still have that stigma? No. Okay. I kind of thought it did, and then I, as soon as I was in the world, I was like, oh, a lot of this has really legitimized itself. And you know what? The most fascinating thing about the world <laughs> is people. Okay. Aside from maybe you could argue, you know, nature and geography. But I'm a people person, and I like meeting new people, and that's exciting. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, a lot of times you're like, well, you know, this person was interesting, and uh, that's all. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's okay. And I'm, I had a dinner, and you go out, and I like eating food. You know, I and think it's a very healthy, you know, way yeah. to look at it. And you get to be yourself too. That's the other thing that's kind of kind of crazy. Everybody when they're dating, they want to like be the best version of themselves, right. obviously. You know, and there's certain some apps, whatever they compare, they use Facebook algorithms or stuff, or pair you up with friends of friends and things. But for the most part, these are strangers. You don't know these people, mm-hmm. and so there's nothing to lose so much in terms of like. Oh, uh, you can you can you can almost treat people and have them treat you like I've even said it on a day before. I'm like, I can basically you can tell me things you'd only tell your psychiatrist. It doesn't cost you anything. I don't know your jobs, your friends, your family. Right. You know, I don't even have your phone number half the time. It's not like I'm going to bother you. It's like you're free to be your 100 percent yourself. And that's refreshing. Yeah. There's a lot of like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. You, you know, now there's no like rating thing that goes on, right? Like, ha- <laughs> has anyone incorporated? Because I could see, uh, you know, something that incorporated like at least maybe you didn't go on a. I guess it'd be hard to get a fair rating, yeah. but like, if, you know, ideally, You're talking ma- like bad Yelp reviews. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think so. I mean, there could be on some apps that I don't know about. And I think that especially, I'm pretty sure there's like. This is not my world, but there are like invite only professional dating apps. Right. That, that might have rating systems like that. I have no idea. I, I, for whatever, the way I was picturing it was more just like for authenticity. Like, I think. That's why a lot of times you have to go to, they, they, a lot of things they want to be like, uh, they'll, they'll have Facebook verified or like photo verified or something like that. Mm. They yeah. want a picture of you standing next to the current New York Times with things like that. Exactly. You take a hostage picture of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, go ahead, Borat. What do you want to know? Yeah, I don't know. I would, uh, yeah, you're a terrible journalist. I, I'm not the best. What paper do you work for? Uh, one of them. Uh, one of them. Uh, the one, writing uh, kinds? I just really want to pull it off, but I can't think of the guy's name. Rupert Murdoch. Okay. One yeah. of them Rupert Murdoch okay. ones. That's what I was trying to say. All right. 
uh, when I went to Australia. <laughs> Saving this one. That's not what I meant to yeah, do. Yeah, you went to Australia. What was that like? But well, I'll, I'll tell you. you someone someone made um, a comment about Rupert Murdoch, and I was like, oh, I forgot he's Australian. And they like jokingly, but also very seriously, were like, no, he's not. He's American now. Oh, I was wow, like, oh, great. okay, yeah, no. This was the best thing about Australia. Oh, man. I saw one of those Rupert Murdoch papers, and on the front page was a little thing talking about the uh, the number one Australian podcast was starting its new season. Okay. And I thought that was fucking awesome. That, that they, they talking about podcasts. That they care about podcasts enough, and it wasn't even one I'd heard of. It, it wasn't the number, it was the number one Australian podcast, you yeah. know? Which is basically just a piece. Uh, it's a continent. Um, Australia, that sounds like a fun place. Did you know, and I saw this on the internet, that if you say the words rise up lights, it's the same thing as saying razor blades in an Australian accent. Rise up lights. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Give it a whirl. Let's take it for a spin, Johnny. See now we're getting to something that I I did I was trying to avoid. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm I'm not asking. I'm now, no, I'm I not just rise up lights. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. rise up lights. <laughs> what was, there was an accent in the middle there. That, it's like that's you might what, as well have said Taco Bell. Well, this is what Bell. I'm trying to say is I'm not like an impression guy per se, but I feel like I can I can do at least like a like a uh, Woody Allen impression. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, I was going to say at least like a, a, a Simpsons level, like what, <laughs> what Simpsons is to Apu. You know, I feel like for most things I could at least get the message across of this is what I'm oh, trying to okay. personify. Except for Australia? Australia, it's like there's something about it. It doesn't click in my brain. It, it's very, very difficult. You know, it, for American ears, I think it is difficult because we're, we're so in... Uh, we're, we're, we're more used to hearing English accents for sure in our, in our yes. media consumption. And so... Because Australians close to that, I don't Rise know up lights. That wasn't bad, right? Yeah. Right. This is the Rise thing. Lights. This is the uh, the distinct difference. They're like, even if I can pull that off occasionally, I have to think about, like, you can go into English mode, you yes. know, and then just like do it. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be great, but like, you don't have to keep thinking about it. You're like, oh, now I'm doing an English accent. Right. But I, I, Australian, I have to think very hard about each individual I have sentence. To just like brush some dirt on my kneecaps. I just need to like they, not they, shower for a day and like wear a hat and some khakis. Okay, I gotcha. Keep doing one more thing. I really just for I was just thinking there was some sort of like gay joke in there when you said that. I was. I mean, pick, I do like to play dress up. The the kneeling. That's just the, I was. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's where you're brush going with some that. Dirt on my knees. Yeah, you know, they do have things like that. What the Brits call um, homosexuals shirt lifters. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's it's quite good. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what it's is still worth? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have? Because I'm I'm baffled by that. I think it's it's you, you lift up the shirt from behind for some reason. Hmm. I like in Game of Thrones they say pillow biters. That's true. That one is better. I would say. <laughs> I've forgotten about the pillow biters. <laughs> yeah, it gets the point across. It's poetic. I'm curious. What are you saying about my kneecaps? Uh, they get dirty when you oh, blow Australian very, guys, right? Often in the outback. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, a lot. There's a lot of upspeak in that. Yeah, area, you know, um, in the making in the declarative sentences and the the imperative statements. There's still a lot of like, what are we going to? Um, you know, there's like a, and we're going to go win the war. We're going to seize the day. 
You're not going to listen to what I have to say, and you're going to do it, right? See, even if I try to do it in my head first, I can't really do it turns it. It always converts to something like I. You I like, was, it's just some fight of the concords that you saw, and you're like kind of doing a mash of it. Well, I mean that too. I'd be happy with that, but like it, it'll turn into like Scottish or like it'll just transform oh, yeah. to something in the middle. That's, I feel like JFK. I go to <laughs> it, it turns into JFK a lot when I really yeah. I, I want mean, to for hear me, that for me. transition. That sounds uh, hilarious. All right. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to not... Uh, I, I can't... I don't know. No, I, you know what? In that first sentence, I started to hear the transition. All that right. was all right. That was all right. I got it. I got it. And then by the end, you're like, chowda. Which, again, just a complete bastardization. I, I don't even know. I p- could probably count on one hand the number of times I've actually heard a clip of JFK. Mostly, I'm going off of Mayor Quimby. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, anytime somebody does... Same thing with most minorities. I get it off from The Simpsons. <laughs> Anytime somebody does a George W. impression, they're doing a Will Ferrell impression. Yeah. Ross Perot. Big one. That's 100% impression when I'm picturing Ross Perot. You're doing Dana Carvey? Yeah. Yeah. People do, if people do George H.W., they're doing Dana Carvey as well. You know what? Not gonna do, wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. You know, I thought it was kind of weird. I never really thought, like, I was doing the math and I realized that Reagan, because I have no memory of Reagan, certainly, but. Uh, I guess when we were born, Reagan was president, which is kind of weird. Like, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, I vaguely remember Bush and then it's Clinton. Um, I don't know. I feel like that says, I mean, it doesn't say anything, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me by surprise to realize I am, like, a, technically, like, a Reagan. Maybe that's what I'm doing is I'm rebelling against the, the Reagan world I was born into. I am, I'm standing fast to my non-capitalist beliefs i'm just making so little money i'm really sticking it to the man i think so all right cool i mean you're sticking it to somebody yeah and it is a man yep sort of i'm confused Uh, what we're talking about we're talking about yourself you're sticking it to yourself oh i thought we were just doing see i just always go to gay jokes oh i guess you do i was talking about you Pretending that you're sticking it to the man by making no money, but the man that you're really sticking it to is yourself, but you're only sort of a man. Got it. Got it. Yes. Got it. That's pretty good. Thank it, you. Jokes are a lot better when you explain them. It's. I don't know what my thing is. <laughs> I just. I guess it's a crutch. There was a podcast ago that I was making some large penis references because, you know, I think they're humorous. Mm. Um, somebody showed me a picture the other day. They were like, oh, of, of a bug on their phone. And I was like, is this some dick pic that you're seeing? And it was. Um. It was a picture. It was a. It was a. What looked like a fly mm. on on the tip of somebody's finger. Uh huh. And then you like. But zoom. it was just a really fucked up penis that looked like no, a fly on the tip of someone's finger. You, you had to like zoom in to see like what was on the fly, and it was just like almost like like a, a faint reflection of some, of somebody's just junk. They just a reflection. Are you saying? Are you saying they like photoshopped? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they put a penis on a fly. I mean, and then you zoom in on the fly. Well, it looks like it's a fly because it's a very small bug. It's a very small bug on the what's clearly the the head of an index finger. So it's a picture and of. You a... have to zoom in on like what is that small thing that looks like maybe it's a bug and it's and, a dick. I mean, it was like a dick. I'm just like a, well, look, maybe it was like a, a round object. Wait, so it's a finger with a tiny dick on it? Yeah. And the dick looks like a fly. I mean, the dick looks huge. But it looks like a fly. A I mean, no. It's not a very good. T- I mean, if you zoom, if you uh, zoom in on anything long enough, it'll look big. That's true. Is there some sort of so there's some sort of reference for it? 
where you can see like relative size. I mean, you just, like it's next to a quarter. You just see a small thing. If you send you a dick a kind pic of a on... small microscopic thing on the head of a, a human finger, yeah, you have to basically zoom in to see I, okay. what the hell that thing actually is because it's kind of obscured. And you're like, what? Is, eh? And then you zoom and in and you really dick? have to like squint and it's a dick. That's such a weird fucking thing. Yeah, I mean. That's so. But you ever see those? They have like memes of that type of stuff where you know, you know that thing where you put your thumb and your index finger together, and then you're and and you put it below your waist. No. And, and you create a hole, and you, you you put it below your waist, and then it means that you get to like punch somebody in the shoulder or something. What? No. You do I, a made you look thing with this little circle with your thumb and your index finger. Okay. And your other fingers out, and they. It's uh, a visual joke. A spiral. Um. Yeah. So you're doing like with one hand, you're doing what the left hand would do for the bloods. Right? I've never learned how to do the bloods thing. So, well, let's see. Is that... I guess you had one. I mean, basically, it's, it's mostly all about the circle. Okay. Because um, there's a thing that if you if you could... If you could, without looking at it, you could break the circle, then you get to punch the other person. It's you. Mm. That's I, just... A, it's, a, it's a middle school thing. Yeah. But I'll tell you, uh, it's... Because there will be, you know, memes where you... There's like a, a bikinied woman and then an alligator in the background that sends you... Or like a sign that says, look over here. Anyways, there's a lot of different misdirection things that all of a sudden then you and then see. And a dick in a, jumps in a, out? No, in the corner you'll see the finger uh, circle. What the fuck? Yes. Well, I don't, maybe it's... Like, it's a, a gotcha. It's an internet gotcha meme thing. And it's a, it's a finger with... Because of, and then you're like... It's a made you look meme. I'm really... I've, the made yeah. you look meme is not a great... Uh, I mean, this isn't I can't quality put, talk for an audio... Well, I think it's, I can't put my finger on what I find so puzzling about this, but there's something very, very strange about this. What I thought you were going to describe originally is like, uh, you know, those fractals were like, it's like a picture and you can zoom in on any part of it and you keep zooming in and eventually it comes back to the original picture. Yes. I thought it was going to be like that with dicks. Oh, it's probably out there. Which sounds kind of awesome. I got to say. Yeah. Um. I definitely want to see that. We have talked about this before. I have about definitely never talked about dick fractals before in my life. Dick fractals, but why dicks? You know, like because uh, I don't know if you saw Seth Rogen's hilarity for charity or any I of his not. movies. I do but not. They're, they're always that. heavy on the dicks. Like there's a lot of dick references and humor. Uh-huh. Just a lot of dick humor. Uh huh. And uh, we're exploring why why dicks are, and I think that's why they're funny. Yes. I mean, aside from the because obvious, they look funny. I think because dudes like to talk about dicks. But that's also not funny. That's not the same because dudes like to talk about it. it well, if a comedian is doing it, then he's like, I'll make it funny. If a, if a guy who... Uh, I think it already is funny for some reason. That's why they talk about it. It's easy. I think it's a very contextual thing, actually. I think dicks can convey a lot of different things depending on the situation and the way it's presented. I mean, even in Greek theater, they would run around with like enormous phalluses and like chase one another around stage and stuff. And they were, you know, in comedies in that. I mean, I'm not saying it's not funny. funny. Yes, it is. If I, you saw that on stage, you would laugh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not funny, which is to say I get that it's funny. Right. But I think that it could be many things. I think people will find this is what I'm trying to say. I think people and by people, I mean, men will find a way to talk about dicks Um if you're a comedian, it'll come up comedically. If you're a musician, you'll you'll just talk about it in your song. Or uh, if you uh, if you are a politician, you will you know suppress all your homosexual desires by uh, taking it out through legislation. 
decks represent subversion in a lot of ways. It's just because they belong unseen, right? In most societies. Yeah, although you could also say that the dick represents the opposite of subversion and it's 100% just <laughs> patriarchy all the way. Right, well, it's that, it's that as a visual image, I don't know, you could say, I feel like the vagina represents... Very little, actually. <laughs> I mean, you hear about phallic symbols a lot. You don't hear about vaginal symbols nearly as much. Well, that's only because men have been in positions of power. To, to you know historically but yeah there was a stadium built in Qatar that looked quite fashional um, i mean there were, there's the pussy hats george o'keefe that's a big one that was a big coup for pussies everywhere yeah you're such a pussy you got a your portrait was painted by george o'keefe where were we you going can't call people pussies i never even liked that yeah, growing I, up. I was i was i didn't like it no i never I, mean, I don't blame you but i it made me uncomfortable it, it makes me uncomfortable to say it i never liked the p word i mean it's fine in this context now grabbing by the pussy that's it's it's common uh it's common vernacular pussy hats oh yeah i mean it's locker room talk yeah it's, just but locker, it's locker room, room no, it's, talk it's, it's transcended locker room talk now pussy hats it's uh he did that uh so oh, wait tell me the story of the pussy hats because i i actually much like the simpsons earlier i only know the pussy hats reference because of the white house correspondence dinners all right like an immigrant who was brought here by his parents and didn't do anything wrong i gotta get the fuck out of here good night Clint still doesn't have clean water oh, pussy hats it's just a well there was the women's march um that had everybody was like women's like, march yeah, you see that they're all these no, women. So okay, yeah, so people wore pussy themselves. hats there? Yes. So the, the the pussy word is allowed now. But all growing up, when it was like, it was like when you heard people call each other, you know, people from Phoenix are Phoenicians or something like that. You know, you were just like, you had a sense even before it was like, not cool to do that. Right. That you were just like, this, this isn't good. When you're like, don't be a pussy. Let's go get some pussy. So you're saying people use it again now? I mean, people definitely still say things like "Let's go get some pussy" or "Don't wait, be wait. a pussy." Okay, wait a minute. I remember. I get what you're saying, but do people really use that? Like, in I what remember, context are you saying to another person, "Let's go get some pussy"? I remember there was all right. I know I'm not in. I'm not on the the, was, the dating apps. I was in, but no, this was because this, again, this was like actually the only context where I can think of where somebody said literally to me, "Let's go get some pussy." <laughs> Please. It was like ten years ago. Or more. It was like eleven years ago. I was, uh, I was, it was. I was studying abroad in London with my best friend Benjamin. So I was with, uh, and we were, we were on a, we had a ten day spring break thing when they were there. So we were trying to make the most of it, like poor college kids, and just hop around and go to some different hostels and countries that were close. And so we were in Rome, and uh, we were there for like two days or something. And it was, our, we were just so exhausted from. It was, it was already like our fifth or sixth day into this this trip. We just weren't getting a lot of sleep, and we were doing nothing but walking every day. You know, um, we were so so tired. And we were getting ready to go to bed at this hostel that was just kind of hip. It was just a hip hostel with a bunch of young people and they sold, sold beers at the hostel. And so we just had a couple of beers before we go into bed. But there's also just like young international people that were around that we just started talking to that were just cool. And we were talking to this, this Dutch guy. Um, and then there was this other guy who was this American dude who looked like a young Edward Norton. Just spitting image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he kind of was like in that crass, like, mm, I'm kind of a New York little smarmy guy, but you know... Edward Norton type of guy. and uh, I'm not sure I follow, but go on. I don't know. Edward Norton in the score. Um, okay. It's, Edward Norton in Rounders. Edward Norton in Rounders. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah, okay. 
ever known in American history X. <laughs> um, and uh, but less built up muscularly. Uh, so, anyways, we were getting ready to go to bed. We were like, actually, this is we're exhausted. We're getting up early tomorrow for a train. And and he's like, wait, so this is your last night in Rome? And we're like, yeah. And like we're going. He's like, and you're going to bed? Fuck that. And then we were like, and he gave us like this rousing speech about like, no, we're we're going out tonight. And we were like, oh, I don't know. And he was like, hey, where's and it's, you ask somebody like where the the hip spot in town was like if you're gonna go out at midnight you know mm-hmm. where do you go um and then they give us this area and he's like oh you see what that says right there and he's pointing to a map and we were like i don't know some uh we were like, i don't know is that pomona mona and he was like no that says pussy and that's where we're going tonight <laughs> and then we went and I felt a little uncomfortable. And we could, but this Dutch guy was rolling with us, and that seemed like we were like, all right, we're with Edward Norton and this Dutch guy, and we're going to this, this these weird bars in this part of town. And he's right; it's our last night in Rome. And yeah, then, but in the retelling, you didn't use the specific phrase "Let's go get some pussy." Yeah, right. I didn't. Is that what he said? Yeah, he pointed to the spot and he said, "That's it." Says pussy. He didn't say, "Let's go get some pussy." Right. Okay. But I remembered it because people so, don't usually. I mean, it's kind of close. Definitely different, though. I guess I had to tell the story to realize it never actually happened. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. It just sounded so plausible. It did, though. Yeah. Maybe high school? Sometime. Okay, let's not... I remember once I was in high school. Yeah. How'd that go? It was great. I got some pussy. <laughs> um, I told you I would lie. If you ask me this question... <laughs> still plenty of questions and as usual some guys thought they knew all the answers and so the dope pushes her into the water boy she get mad maybe she is having her period or something oh that doesn't make any difference my sister goes swimming when she's having her period period what's that yeah no menstrual period don't you know what that is no say somebody ought to give you guys the word Okay, wise guy, what is it? Hey, what's going on here? Well, these goofballs have never heard of a menstrual period, and I was trying to tell them. And he didn't know what he was talking about either. Yeah. yeah. Okay, simmer down. Have a seat. I brought some charts. So anyways, that's what dating apps are like. <laughs> that's that's a great... Wait, can you give me one more line read of that so I can just splice it in where necessary in that conversation? <laughs> So that's what dating apps are like. Um, no, wait, so, so that's what dating apps are like. Ooh. Dating apps are just like dating, John. It's just a lot of annoying phone stuff first. It's kind of necessary. But it's also like shopping on Amazon. <laughs> I feel like they If you could... want dating app material, just ask Aziz and Zari. He wrote a book about it, basically. Yeah, Modern, yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, let me just get him on the line real quick. Yeah, so, all right. Go, this is your chance to do yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you have one prepared. Hey! That's good. Your podcast is real good! No, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Let's get some bagels! No, I don't have a, I don't have an Aziz. What was his thing with uh, his dating uh, mishap? Someone said he didn't treat them well. Yeah. I don't recall. They know it was in like the news for like a week. And well, I don't recall it wasn't, the specifics of it anymore. It didn't... I mean, I think... It was one of the first kind of ones where everybody was like, and here's another guy that was a piece of shit. And then somebody was like, wait, that doesn't sound like he was a piece of shit. Sounds like maybe she should, 
was mis- there was miscommunicating and <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that was a nice redirect there sounds like maybe it was her fault well okay maybe it was everyone's but, fault no, but that stutter of maybe it was her fault was definitely part of it there was definitely people going like uh, she shouldn't have been there or she just had a bad date and then trashed him for it it was, was like a big part of the argument right um that she she had like that she basically had a consensual sexual encounter and was uncomfortable with it and then or unhappy with how it went and then afterwards like said you know trashed him for it and then and then in some to read the dialogue and stuff like that it sounded like consent was given and then taken away and then given again and and that made it kind of troubling um because it was for me there was a lot of stuff about People just kind of talking about whether it was a date and whether he, how he behaved or whether he overreacted. And it, people weren't talking about consent as much, which to me seemed to be the only thing that was important to talk about. It, it seemed like, yeah, consent was given and taken away and then given again. And I don't know. I thought more of the conversation should have been And then turned around about, and given consent from the back. Yeah, and it, then, oh, God. And so I thought more of the conversation should have been about that. And it seemed like it was just a very murky situation. And for the first time in like the Me Too movement where all the names were coming up, it was the first time where people were like, well, let's pump the brakes and not completely lump this guy in. Because like what Louis C.K. did and what Weinstein did were different things. And Matt Damon basically said something like that insensitively and was lampooned for it. And so uh, there was definitely kind of a culture of throwing a lot of those those names in the same bucket in that and. Charlie Rose, you know, a lot of that, rightfully so, whatever. It's going to, and uh, fuck them, they've had their time. <laughs> and uh, and Aziz was the first one where people were like, uh, well, maybe. He's pretty likable, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially just the, the details of the story. No, yeah, I, I know, yeah. The funny thing about these issues that, like, people really align on different sides of is uh, you see people's, like, for instance, that sounds, I mean, I don't know anything about it. It sounds like it was something where it was reasonable to like have a dialogue there. But you'll find that the people coming, <clears throat> I'm uncomfortable with the people going after the, the lady no matter what. And uh, the woman? Yeah. Ah! Um, <gasps> the vocal people tend to quickly take on a uh, tone of male rights sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yes. So. A lot of reasonable arguments get polluted that way, actually, when, like, it's like, I feel feel like I'm stealing from someone, but, like, it's like going to a protest, everyone's got signs, and then there's, like, one extremist guy's like, yeah, we'll kill all of them! You're like, well, no, you don't know, this, please don't speak for us. We have a legitimate argument here. Madonna did that at the Women's March, by the way. What did she say? Uh, It was something, like, about overthrowing the president, or... I don't think it may have said assassination, but <laughs> it was something kind of off color where you're like, oh, no. Maybe people, the time is People didn't like that Kathy Griffith thing. Kathy no, Griffin. no. But, you know, I, I met her and she was very pleasant. That's always nice when that happens. I, I would talk about. You know, when people that don't live in uh in L.A. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, they don't, don't. They don't ever they get don't, to meet celebrities. They don't know celebrities like I do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> let's just go through a list. Let's go through a list of and, ones uh, we've talk about how important we've I am met in a in a circumstances that probably inappropriate to talk about. Yes. Personal um, information type stuff. All right. Comment. Harrison Ford, Callista Flockhart, uh, That's it. that guy from Escape from L.A., his wife. <laughs> That's so funny. Lots of lots of interesting folk, and the the thing people always want to know is when you meet a if you have a, a story where they're like, because you don't want to just like fame drop as I call it, 
Oh, I'm in the same person. But it's hard not to sometimes when somebody's like talking about the X-Files and you're like, I had this fascinating talk with David Duchovny one time. Yeah. I want to bring that up right now. Um, and then you do because, you know, you're really important for having had met him. Anyways, uh, people always want to know one of two things about a celebrity. Were they cool or were they an asshole? And that's it. It's like it's a plus or minus. I feel like it's something that always gets mentioned uh, I'm trying to picture someone asking it, and I'm having trouble like conjuring that up. I feel like it's something that but they ask in a bunch of different ways. Like, oh, were, were they nice? <laughs> okay, that's the just right. literal, that's the most literal example you can go. No, but, but even the tone were they like nice though? Mm, I see. You know, there's a lot of like were were they actually cool or were they this piece of shit? Because I really want to hear it either way, and I'm totally right. gonna agree with it and believe it 100 in either direction for the rest of my life because I haven't talked to anybody else that's ever met him in person. Where were we? Oh, gosh. Please. Okay. I will regale you. But I haven't even been galed yet. <laughs> um, I'm not... The, uh, but I do think... I, I heard uh, Zach Braff talk about this one time. Saying that like his uh, he was at the airport and his, his dog... He had his, a tiny dog and uh, his dog shit everywhere in its carrier <laughs> and it was just a mess and he was in a rush and it yeah was i like met a, zach breath he's always got a dog shitting somewhere got a dog shitting um and he was just like he was and he said he was like sick it was just like he was having a bad day uh-huh. and uh and he was like in the bathroom or like at a sink like cleaning things out like just trying to clean all this shit out of this dog carrier and it was just like he had some shit on him and he was in some guy like Came up to him at like the bathroom sink. It was like, oh hey, hey, I'm Zach Brack. Yeah, I love your stuff. It was the garden state. It was just like scrubs. It was just like talking. And it was just like kind of no self awareness that like ah, I'm kind of in the middle of this shitty thing here. Like maybe. And what what did he do next? Did he go home to his giant mansion? Exactly. Well, he was just describing that moment where he was like, it was like I felt kind of kind of kind of told the guy to leave me alone in this moment. And he's like, then you feel so shitty because you know that that's the. One time you're ever going to meet this person, right. and they're going to spend the rest of their life and telling all their friends that, oh, I met that guy. He was a real asshole. And you're like, yeah. I didn't mean to be. I was just like in that one moment, you know, when he found me, when I was like, you know, so stressed. And uh, it does sound like a bit of a conceited way to think. Like, I thought it was going to be, that's the one time he's going to meet me, and then he's going to carry that opinion the rest of his life. <laughs> but it's more like, and then he's going to tell other people about that. Well, I don't, might be. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to pretend that it was okay. a direct quote. Well, I would be. I would. It's an honest thing to be concerned about. And so, uh, but I think that, that a lot of times you do get that air of the people that are really nice is they are aware of that principle. Mm. You know. Oh, now why, you ruined it. That's why they're going out of their way to be nice all the time. Yeah. Because they're primarily actors and actresses, and those people already have a desperate desire to be liked by everybody. Well, now I'm not. Now I don't think any of them are nice. Welcome to Los Angeles. It's all superficial niceties. I guess you're right, huh? Yeah, you just you're just really proud of somebody when they're actually good at it. And there's not to say there's not sincere people out there. I, I pride myself on my ability to accurately judge people, and I think you know I I. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Kathy Griffin was was nice. Uh, I'm basing that mostly off the level of eye contact she had, which you know. I feel like would be a very advanced. Like that'd be giving me a lot of credit to like be doing body language type things to convey no, that. The eye contact is definitely, especially when somebody is like a known position of power, it's definitely a sign of respect. Uh, end of. Uh, I think. All right, I've said this many times. I think that the uh, 
the scale of being a good person is basically how one is, is can be can be rated on one's ability to empathize or recognize the innate humanity in anybody else and demonstrate that they recognize that regardless <laughs> of the regardless of the circumstance you know so if you're if you're checking out at 7-Eleven and you or your your waiter or you know your toll booth person or whoever it is where you're just some, are, some are, shitty are, person some shitty person where you, it's a very tr- brief transactional relationship and you are very inclined to treat that person as a function as opposed to a human being yeah. i think it's nice to try to take the effort to go out of your way having worked a lot of shitty customer service jobs and stuff in, in my day uh, i don't know i always appreciate it when somebody looks you in the eye and speaks clearly and, and with sincerity yeah. and shakes your hand i like that too that's always nice not appropriate if you're a waiter or if you're buying something at 7-Eleven. Yeah, well, I shouldn't be shaking hands in most of these. It sounds like a public health issue, it really, does. at that point. That's a lot yeah. of people. There's you know, money. You can tell about that on a lot of like taco trucks and stuff. You want somebody who's not handling, who's handling money, and somebody right. who's handling food. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> but yeah, it's how you gauge. I it. mean, sometimes they've got the little gloves, though. Yeah, no, and sometimes I've even seen the the not even ones, the street meat shops, uh-huh. where you know the guy who's work who's running the the cooking don't don't touch the money. There is a woman who's been coming into the uh, animal hospital lately, mm. uh, late at night. I know very little about her, but she has conveyed that she lives in a van. She is always doing things. Down by the river? She is Chris Farley, is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Is she motivational? Speaker? She's pulling, she, she pays in cash, and she always pulls it out. Of, like, she bends down behind the desk, so I don't see exactly where it's coming from. But she's definitely producing her funds from somewhere on her person that's, you know, literally, like, it's not a pocket. Or, I mean, it's maybe a, <clears throat> it's more of a cavity than a pocket. And I don't like it, because then I have to touch it. And money's dirty to begin with, and it's, the one time she didn't do that, but then she very, like, aggressively licked her, you know people, like, lick their finger to turn a page? Yes. Uh, she did that way more than necessary to count out like six dollars. Every every individual dollar was thoroughly yeah. licked. I'm not a germaphobe, but sometimes it's when something passes like such an absurd level of like it seems like oh it, no you should know better. Like I, I I remember I was I haven't been to a subway in a while, but I was at a subway restaurant and somebody was making a sandwich for me and uh, they get were brought put on the plastic gloves mm-hmm. to do this. And she opened, shook out the glove. So it was a nice subway. Yeah. She shook out the glove and then blew in it. Uh Puff it up before putting her hand in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if you're blowing on it. Well, but she blew on the inside. Yeah. Don't like it. I felt like I had, I felt like at that moment I had a, I didn't say anything, but if I did, I had a Larry David moment in the thought and I was like, "Mm, no. I I get it. But like, you're going to blow on every glove that you do this with. It was such like a habitual pattern. It was very clear that I was like, that's, you're just, you're, blow, you're blowing on all the gloves. Kind of feeds the purpose of gloves. I mean, it doesn't entirely, though. No. Because she's blowing on the but inside. you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Blowing on the inside shouldn't matter. I, I mean, it definitely matters. It definitely it does makes matter. It... <laughs> Why are you take? So this is... Well, what... it's better than the outside. That's true. You know, this is what I think about when... Uh, I didn't used to feel this way, but you know how people just... They fucking vape, Johnny. There's a lot of vaping fools out there. And, you know, when... Uh, if you've ever been... You, you Sometimes even in traffic, you'll... Uh, You'll you'll end up 
in somebody's vape cloud, uh-huh. right? Because people have this thing, you know, cigarette smokers have grown accustomed that their cigarette clouds can really piss people off. Uh-huh. And so they're very cautious of that. They know what the what's vape up. community hasn't caught up the to vape that community yet. Don't give a fuck. They're like, it's vapor. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. But if you ever walk through somebody's vape cloud, first you're like, you know, you kind of are with them. You're like, it's vape. It doesn't matter. I smell it a little bit, whatever. But then I always realized that I'm walking through a cloud or something that just came out of that person's body. Like it got, <laughs> right. it did get into their body and then came out of their body. Yeah. With like whatever was probably, you know, that's, it was touching the inside of their body. Yes. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's the, the part no one talks about about secondhand smoke. It's not just the chemicals. It's right. also the fact that it was inside the guy. <laughs> Yeah, and so now I kind of do take a lot more offense if I ever end up in somebody's vape cloud. I'm kind of just like, I don't, mm, this was inside you. People do like aggressively vape too. Like, yes. uh, yeah, I mean, people are basically with their body language, they're saying it's just vapor. Yes. Like, it's like, okay, I get it. You have a fucking vape thing. Like, you don't need to maximize the amount of cloud you're producing each time. I think they do. I guess so. Yeah. Kind of, I feel like that's a California thing. I don't know why. Yeah, bro. Okay. Or maybe legality. I don't even know. Do people do that everywhere? Is tight. <laughs> so I want to do a quick little segment. Lightning, lightning round. Business talk. Lightning round. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to pitch this so. Uh, Dan handed me a combination flashlight uh, doggy poop bag holder. It's for you to take home. I'm thoughtful like that. That begs the question, what else out there could be combined with a flashlight or combined with poop bag holders? I feel like both of those things could be very easily attached to a number of different, uh, you know, useful items. Umbrella. So light umbrella that has a light on it. It's already out there for sure. I'm sure it's on Amazon right now. What about an umbrella that has a poop bag holder? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, it doesn't rain in Los Angeles, but... What? It doesn't rain here? So we wouldn't have seen it, so is the implication. sell them here, is the implication. But we, and mm, I think mine was better. I mean, I'm already just thinking about the business, Johnny. Yeah, I was automatic. I was going to online for sure. Yeah. I don't even picture a storefront. If I picture a business... Like, I got to cut down my overhead. That's I, fair. I'm just thinking that, like, Target Market, London, something like that. Suburbs, mm, you know. Yeah. It rains a lot there. Now, it's got to, they got to have a lot of dog poop as well. Yes. So, you need to get that sweet spot. Right. Where it's raining and there's dog. Uh, and people are picking up their dog poop, which is uh, a distinct, you know, subset of that's, the people creating. That's the Larry David uh, moment when he walks across the, and he sees a woman uh, not picking up her dog's shit. And he's like, hey. What are you doing? You got to pick that up. And she's like, "Oh, I just uh, I didn't have the bag. I didn't use like, well, why not?" And she's like, "I, don't, I was just leaving and I didn't. I was I, I, I didn't know. I just didn't know I was out there heading out the door. I didn't have the bag. Like, it's not a big deal." And he was like, "No, the the, the dog without the bag, it's incomplete. You need to you need to have both." Yeah, and I, people unfairly, of course, are judging the dogs too. That's true. It's really just the person. That is really just the person. You're not wrong. Uh, people judge the dogs. I feel like, the, well, when you see that, you don't, I mean, someone is less likely to go, hey, your dog's shooting on my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just like, I hate dogs instead of like, I hate people. Yeah. 
but which is the opposite of what we hear. But I think because yeah, because I think that's the. Uh, I mean, the I hate dogs is a, is the unique feeling at the moment that somebody shitting on your lawn can bring up because you know I hate dogs is not a feeling that most people have regularly, but I hate people something that we all live with. Yeah, quite regularly. To be fair to people, you're forced to deal with a lot more people than dogs. Not me. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, within reason. I don't know. I'm going with that. More likely to run into a shitty person than a shitty dog. That's true. Also, I've probably been bit by more people than dogs. I have to think about that one. Fond memories. The only dogs that have ever bit me were wearing sweaters. Really? What about the dogs that bit me? One was wearing an enormous cyst on its hip. Oh, he's probably painful. Rather. So was the bite. I get it. Yeah. It's a German Shepherd. Oh, that's not fun. Not see tickle. these these uh these sweater dogs were small. Oh, I see. Which I still, have, still have scars from a, a cat. Oh yeah, cats cats will scar the fuck out of you. Like yeah. I, I I mean I have something on my neck that I just noticed in the mirror. I don't even know how I got it. It doesn't need to be a deep wound, but it will scar. And yeah. it will stay with you. That cat is leaving its mark on you. Yeah. And I assume it's just purely because there's so much bacteria. Or I did a lot to clean it out, but man, I don't. I didn't grow up with cats. I don't know their body language, and uh, they're just sons of bitches is what they are. I'm baffled by my cat, but I have been able to pick up on when she's about to bite, mm. at least, which is useful. Yeah, that helps. Although still, occasionally, I'll wake up uh, because she's biting <laughs> You wake up because she's biting you? Yeah, like I kick her or something and she bites my foot. That's ridiculous. She's very entitled. Do you have more adorable stories about your cute petsies? You have a corgi because... Um, it's my dog's fifth birthday, as a matter of fact. Yep. yep. Today. Mm-hmm. She does, She gets on well with the other doggies? Oh, uh, yeah. She loves other dogs. Although, it's funny that she she seems to be racist against German shepherds. Mm. Um, and I wonder if it's the Jewish heritage. It's kind of a sensitive thing. I'm a little racist against German Shepherds, but that's only because one bit me. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Yours is only because it bit you. Mine is only because of a history of tremendous genocide. Yeah, but this one bit me, Johnny. I I didn't. I'm sorry. I misheard you. (laughs) You know, Hitler had a dog that he was very fond of, and its name was Blondie. I like to bake Blondies. They're delicious. I don't know what that is. It's a brownie that's not chocolate. Is white chocolate? Often. So it's just anything that's not dark. What other? What else would you make it out of? Cinnamon. That's not blonde. Butter. Brown butter blondies. Almond. Bra- brown butter blondies? That doesn't even, that's not even a consistent sentence. Don't it, you naysay. It's brown and buttered. Oh, wait. That's not what I meant. You brown the butter. Oh, you brown. Uh, yeah, but it's brown and, and blonde at the same time. Yes. And delicious. Like Lil' Kim? <laughs> Exactly like Lil' Kim. Okay. Um, yeah, you're just uh, an ignoramus, and I can't believe you never had a blondie. They're the best, and I'm talented at baking them, Johnny. And I will make you some to cure you of your ignorance. <laughs> if only all ignorance were so easy to cure. <laughs> Maybe you do some, some toasted pecans with some white chocolate and some brown butter. It's pretty much You're pretty much already there. It's delicious. Some, there's some vanilla extract that goes into this sometimes. Oh, you got to have the extract. Yeah, you do. So we out of ideas for poop bags and uh, flashlights? I think so. (laughs) Well, 
If you're listening out there, a uh, guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, why am I so sleepy? Is that Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban, yeah. Okay. Couldn't remember which team was his, but then when you said it, I was like, well, I can't I can't think of any other owners. Same any yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that guy from Microsoft, probably. I don't know. I'm taking a wild guess, but I, I think... Ugh. No? No, not a fan of Dallas. Uh, I've never been uh, to not, Texas. Not to begrudge any of our listeners, but once I was never in Dallas, mm. and it was so shitty. What about Austin? Oh, love Austin. Once I was never in Austin, and it was great. It was very liberal, and it had great music, and most importantly, there's a um, statue of Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I feel like yeah, if I... Mexican food. If I was... Live music. What else do you need? I feel like if I was Austin... Weird. From Austin. Mm-hmm. I would get tired of people saying that they liked my city with that tone. Like, yeah, actually, no, it's, it was, it was, uh, they had, they believed in, you know, uh, they, they w- weren't holding slaves. It was wonderful. It was very refreshing. I was going to hang myself right in there in the middle of Texas. Took a short drive. There you were with your independent record stores and I knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah. It's one of those liberal bastions in a, it's a very gerry- gerrymandered spot. They're not happy about it. Mm, wh- how so? Well, I mean, the way the, the districts are drawn mm-hmm. is that they're like, hey, we got all these liberals in one spot. Oh, Let's I see. Minimize that, the impact of that. Now, all this gerrymandering everyone's talking about. Yep. Couldn't that pretty much be done away with if we just went with a popular vote for things? Like, Because it wouldn't matter where... You draw the lines. Well, it depends. A lot of it has to do with, you know, state and local government. So popular vote. Well, okay, but... I, okay, yeah, that's fair. No. It does apply to presidents. Okay, can I just... Let me just get political here for a second. Oh, lordy, I've been waiting for the day. Who still supports the uh, electoral college? Like... A lot of, good, a lot of thinking people. But... Why? Well... It seems like a very clear... There are definitely downsides to not using the Electoral College. I feel like I don't remember what they are, but people in Rhode Island get angry. Well, that's just because there's no one in Rhode Island. Like, yeah, I yes, if there's five of you there, you don't get a very big voice. That's fucking fair. There's five of you. Right, but if you live in New York City, do you have a small voice as well? You have the exact same voice as everyone. Everyone does. Because we're going with the national vote instead of any states don't matter. Yeah, if we're talking... Yes, yes, exactly. Because it seems to me like it is basically an imperfect representation of what the people want. It's it's almost like the popular vote, which is not quite as accurate. No, I mean that... And also it seems to be skewed conservatively because in my lifetime there's been two, two times when the popular vote was different... Right. Then the person who no, that, won. That Hillary got, you know, three million more votes. It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, that seems to be an argument for not having it. Right. You would have to really feel strongly. I get if it's like, this is our best means of approximating this. But I think we definitely have the technology to just let everyone vote and figure it out. Probably. We don't need to have like a town representative where you go in your Pony Express and like round up everyone's votes. We do need town criers. That's it's good work if you can get it. 
Yeah. Town crier. That's how John Cryer got his start. Yep. And uh, me all through high school. Oh, yeah. It's a crying joke. Mm. It's a crying shame. You're just moping in your room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's basically like that. Okay. Crying is uh is an interesting. There's more thing masturbating. To do. Oh, but... I, well, everybody knows about the crybaiting. Take the tears and, anyways, uh, the crying. Yes. As a male, mm-hmm. who's a grown up, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts and feelings on it? Um, I have no feelings. Mm-hmm. First of all, so you have no tears to spare. So that answers the question right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, well. I do not cry very much, but I, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's not something that I like have pride in is my number of cries, you know. Um, I'm, I'm shooting a movie and you have to cry. Uh huh. And in, in the movie, you have to cry because, um, your, your, your wife has died. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. That's what people, this is the only reason people cry in movies. I guess so your wife hasn't died. It's the only thing that I have going for me, also. So it's like, right? What am I going to do? Cry because I have a shitty job? No, that's just. No, no. it's another day of the week. You, you, uh, so, uh, so your wife hasn't died in the real life, and you have to fake this in the movie because you've never been through that real loss. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a number of different acting techniques you can do. You might just try to go through the scene. You can try to fake it. Other times, people do this this shitty emotional recall idea. But if you were taking that tack. Well, I'm a method actor, so I would murder him. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah. What would you, if you were to do an emotional recall approach to the scene, what would you think of? Do you have a deceased pet or something that you would try to, to get the tears? What would bring tears to your eyes that would satisfy the director to get him out of your face and say, you've done a good enough job. We got the tears. So what you're asking is just what's the saddest thing in my life? No, no, but yes. Uh, no, no. And incidentally, when you think about it, you would cry. But yeah, no, essentially, no, 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 what's the worst thing you can think of? Oh, because I, I, I won't say that. Because if I, because for me, uh, like if for me, the probably the saddest things in your life, if there were heavy personal family things or whatever, or tragic moments of loss, uh, wouldn't make you cry necessarily. No, but for me, like for it's it's matters of the heart for me. If I were a hundred percent honest, listeners, that get me a little choked up. Like with uh, certainly in the uh, in the loss of a romantic relationship, cried like a baby. I'm not gonna lie. There was a, I was in touch with the tears as an adult man in ways I hadn't been in a long time. And at the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, Christmases, birthdays, things like that. If anybody's ever matters of the heart, real extra positive. I'm talking like somebody gives me a card where they lay out their hearts and feelings about how special and important I am to them. It's waterworks in the same way. And I can't help it. I have to like, and it's, it's just one of those peculiar things that for some, for some reason, the, the heart and the tear ducts are very, uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually locked with me. If, if I were to channel something, it would be something sweet or, you know, something yeah. nostalgic, something nice. I, I, I think I misspoke earlier. I, I will cry, but it's always in, you know, a good Jubilation. way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and orgasming, but oh, that's yeah, just yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. I remember watch. I So this is a long time ago. Uh, there was a VJ. I would recognize her. <laughs> it was a different it was time. a long time ago. Um. Uh, she was on MTV for a long time. I can't think of her name. I would def anyway. You would know her if you saw her. I'm Ananda, and it was 20 years ago today that MTV first hit the airway. Um, she had some show where, like, she was 
uh, she was speaking with people. Um, and I think they were talking about like relationships or like someone asked a question. Here's what happened. All right. To cut to the chase. She made a comment like, well, if you haven't been with a man who's cried, then you haven't seen too many men, I guess. And then the other people like looked at each other like very uncomfortably. Um, clearly she has a type and it's guys who cry. Uh, did I say the in bed part? That was important. Oh, that, yeah, it makes it a little bit. <sighs> let me, can I take, let me do that again. Yep. So she's there. She's like talking to her. This is the fortune cookie, uh, retelling of this. <laughs> in bed. <laughs> yeah. <a little> bit. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <gasps> I got a fortune cookie the other day that said something to the effect of, Something new will happen to you that at first you're uncomfortable with, but you'll learn to like it. And I just felt like I was being groomed by wow. the fortune cookie writer. I had a, a fortune cookie the other day that was uh, contained 50 milligrams of THC. <laughs> That's and yours. Yeah, you win. It didn't taste terrible. And uh, yeah, and in it, it had uh, a fortune and it had a quote. And then it said, I don't remember what the quote was, but at the bottom of it, it had a hyphen. And it said, Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I was like, huh, what do you know? So this lady was talking to other ladies, women. <laughs> and she made a comment. It was like maybe a love. Those women do like to do that, don't they? It was maybe like. Always a, making comments. Like a love line type of situation or like a Dear Abby sort of thing. Oh, yeah. To cover both ends of the uh, I listener be a Dear spectrum. Abby. I don't read it a lot, but I think I'd be good at it. Yeah, it'd be a satisfying job, right? It would. You could tell yourself you're helping. Right. Uh, and tell yourself that you have wisdom mm-hmm. for whatever That reason. too, for sure. It's like definitely a stamp of approval that like yeah. your opinion is worth something. Well, it is, damn it. Oh, clearly. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Right. Anyway. Um, what we're doing here. So she, uh, she, said, she made a comment, something like, well... I mean, if you have never been with a man who cries when he orgasms, then I guess you haven't been with too many men. Um, and the other panelists looked very uncomfortable. It, she seemed to be conveying she has encountered it multiple times. Uh, it's not something people... Adver- I'm guessing... I mean, again, I don't have a Tinder profile. I'm guessing it's not the type of thing you would advertise. So she's clearly subconsciously like picking up on the quality in a man that he will cry during orgasm, which is such a specific thing to ever encounter uh, more than once. I'm guessing. I guess I haven't seen I a lot of men orgasm, but I it... Uh, I mean, you could. I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could go down Santa Monica right now. Or just go to your... Boulevard, not t- city. Oh, yeah. You could just watch it on the internet. Mmm... Sorry, I was just crying for a second. Uh, Okay. Um, I fear I might have to to wrap up, Johnny. Well, yeah, it's a new law in California. Right, if we're going to shoot anything. Yep. Who was behind that? I bet it was the same Mormons that were behind Prop 8. Those bastards. We've talked a lot of shit on the Mormons today. Yeah. Why is that? I grew up knowing a lot of very nice Mormons. You know, when I was listening back, and I hear you about the time, but uh, I was listening back to an old episode, and it was great. That's it. Um, Great. Good for uh, us. We, we touched on Mormons a little. I love to do that. Ah! Yes. I don't think I, I fully conveyed how much I have enjoyed the company, of the uh, how much respect I have for the way they 
conduct themselves many times. Now, that, this is one thing I always said growing up because uh, in the, my Protestant upbringing, we always talked about uh, <laughs> they were going walk, to hell. walking your faith, yeah. so to speak. And the Mormons pretty much did that better than anybody else I ever knew. Now, it was very, very strict indoctrination. Like, those kids had to go to, like, some Mormon class at, like, 5 in the morning every day before high school. And they just had, on weekends, all these different events. Like, I, they, their schedules are always so packed with church, church, church stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a very, very tight-knit community. And they do a great job of indoctrinating those kids. But... And I, I've talked to people in different parts of the country. They had different experiences because I know the ones I grew up with, they were all very good and they were all very sexually repressed, very fit, athletic, very smart people. They were kind of these weird, um, I think they were Nazis. <laughs> now, well, uh, <clears throat> there weren't any people of color, you know, well, think about that, it. And, uh, yeah, but how many did you know, right? Mormon or otherwise? Yeah, well, another reason it's creepy. Um, it wasn't until the 80s that they were like, mm, I guess we'll allow those blacks to be Mormons. That's actually how they phrased it. Yeah, but they eventually said it. I mean, look. 80s. But as, For a religion. But we're part of another group called Americans. And like we, it took us almost as long uh, to be like, let's not treat him as property. Or let's be cool with the gays. I mean, that's also a thing. <laughs> um, but you know, this is the exact same way the conversation went last time, I think. But uh, we'll, you and I don't tend to change our opinions over time. I guess, yeah. I remember being like, "There's no chance I'll vote for Hillary," <laughs> and then I remember the day of, I was like, "Guys, let's go vote for Hillary! Come on, come on!" Oh, you mean you're gonna vote for Bernie? Yeah. But I also said I wasn't going to vote for Hillary. And I changed my mind. So you know what? I do change from time to time. I feel... I ha- I did not vote. That's not a feeling. I, <laughs> I, I got some, uh, some negative feedback from people. People are very upset. I mean, I'd be happy to give you some. Well, here's the thing is people really, they're told that voting's important, which, you know, it is, whatever. But we really cling to that. Like, people really, they acted as if I personally offended them when I told them I didn't vote in this election. Because that's it's like, they treat it as if I was saying it's pointless, and therefore it's also dumb that you did it, which is certainly not what I was saying. No, no. But it is almost to say, like, some people feel like, Oh my God, this is the closest thing we've had to like the rise of Hitler in our own country. And yeah. it, especially at the time, you know, what was going on. And um, you had an action you could take to help stop it. And it was a minimal action and you chose not to take it. And that apathy, people were like, no, but it is that important. And it's, they're almost like annoyed that you would choose not to do anything when you only had to do one small thing. And the consequence of well, so great. This isn't necessarily what I was thinking, but I think you could make a strong argument that it wasn't apathy. It was, I mean, they're keeping track of everyone who votes and everyone who doesn't. Like they know that I'm a registered Democrat, and Ew. and I didn't. Vo- I mean, obviously they don't know who actually voted for. It. But the point is, I'm contributing to the numbers that say there were registered Democrats that did not vote, and I, I, that is uh. also an important thing for me to do with my uh. vote. Um, you know, it's a lame thing to say, but obviously we knew Hillary was going to win this state. So 
the, really the only message that would end up with something is, hey, she didn't get me to vote. You know, there's an argument to be made there. Like, you guys says, I'm, an, I'm not a registered Democrat. And so... I'm not actually sure if I am, but... Oh, you can lose the crux of the argument there, because I like the, the sending no, a message. No, I, yeah, no I, am, I am. But there's also other things to vote on the ballot. It's not just... That's true. There's a that lot of that is yeah. an objective point that I cannot argue against. Yeah. That is the apathy part. Yeah. Yeah. Apathy is where it's at these days. Oh, I... Once again, way ahead of my time. Right? I feel like the... It's so funny. Here's the thing that you see in the dating apps. Lots of people talk about how they enjoy Netflix. And I I think that uh, it is kind of a common vernacular. It's like, no, I'm also chill and a normal person. Mm. And I also have an off switch. Like, whatever, you know, try, like, I also just like to be a normal person and be lazy at home, just like everybody else. Are they also sort of like subcon or like trying to... Uh, slip under the radar that the, like the association with of the Netflix, Netflix and chill. chill yeah yes and no but more so I'd say no I think most people are if anything they're trying to say like in any dating context what does anybody really want they want to be able to have some serious sincere connections some honesty some fun some laughter some shared experiences some great food maybe some great drinks some great sex and then they want to get to the sincere I know this person and I can cuddle up with this person and watch some Netflix Everybody's trying to get to the sincere cuddling. Somebody they know and trust and care about. Marshall Netflix. That's the end game. So just saying, hey, that's a possibility here. Does anyone uh, say a similar thing, uh, which would be, and I also like cable. No. Because it doesn't, it doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't. I enjoy satellite television. Um, anything Turner owned? I'm a big fan of. People might list uh, some guilty pleasures sometimes. Like I watch crap reality TV shows. and I, I know it. That's nice to have some self-awareness. Sometimes maybe some people will own up to watching uh, the Property Brothers. I have definitely watched House Hunters. Yeah. it's uh, That goes back to a time when I had cable. Do you have cable? Do you no. have a TV? Do you have a TV in there? No. You don't, do you? No. I read books, Johnny. Well, that, look, I think... I told you that. I mean, I'm... Like please, like I come on. Um, Sometimes I read books, but I've been back and forth on whether or not I'm gonna. I mean, most things I just watch on my computer. Yeah, I think it, that's yeah, because I, I mean, I don't watch. Then I conversate and I play music in the area where there could be a television. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, thanks. Me too. I'm trying to trying to hold off. I think in that it would be, if there was a TV, it'd be in that. This is great listening. That corner right over there, Johnny. Yeah. Look at that beautiful this corner. This one here? Yeah, right over Boy, there. Boy, howdy. That's oh, a corner man. right there. If you've ever seen one, right? And uh, I wish you guys could see this corner. Right. And what I was thinking about doing with that corner, I mean, aside from what's already being done, which is extravagant, uh, was throwing like a tall tree or a plant instead of the television. Yeah. It's like in place of where the TV would be, fucking plant. I like it. I mean, I think a lot of people don't have cable anymore. So no. I, I have a television, but I do not have television. What? And I just, okay, I mean, yeah. I just watch Netflix on it anyway, so. Or movie, you know, some form of movies. Yeah. Or Fuller House. Oh, my goodness. I was just surprised that Bob Saget, like, could not stop talking about cunts. And I was like, I know this is half your shtick, Bob, but, like, this is Fuller House. Who hired you? I'm not sure how much of that is a joke. Was it more raunchy than the original? I have no idea. I didn't watch any episodes. I mean, because they're House. they're old. Like it wouldn't be weird yeah. anymore. Yes, it would be if you were doing that. <laughs> okay. 
Well, uh, yep. don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. And don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Um, you can find me at, I'm at Why Am I So Sleepy on Twitter. Dan is on various dating. Uh, do you have a handle? Um, it's uh, Pull My Hair. Well, that's... Pull My Hair Baldy 01. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> so... Maybe I'll have some more misadventures and maybe I'll find true love and maybe I will come and talk about both of or none of those things on this next podcast. But it's a brave new world out there, Johnny, and it's tragically lonely and exciting. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Oh, good gracious. Also, yes. tune in next time for me to ask you more questions about Australia because I feel like there's a lot of a lot that we didn't get to there. Yeah. And I feel maybe you touched a lizard while you were there. I did. Damn it, I knew it! Of course you did! Also next time, probably something about being depressed. Wow. Definitely something about not having money. Oh, man. So much not money. That's going to make it for a great podcast. Gosh, I was just uh, traveling internationally. Man, I haven't mentioned I don't have any money. Tune in next time for White Privilege R Us. Um. Well... I remember 2017, I was pretty woke. <laughs> and then 2018, I don't know what happened. I just got lazy. I'm just, it's, it's a lot of... I listened to too much John Mayer, and now I just, like, I need to get back into it with some Childish Gambino. Did you see that new music video? I did not, but I know it's, it's a thing. That... It's pretty good. You have a, a, a... You cannot, like, have a reaction to it the first time you see it. You're like, whoa. Was I, I thought, I, yeah, I always thought he was like a like a more of a like a silly joke he type is. of guy. Okay, but he's also not. And he's not really that much of a silly joke guy anymore. He's got a show Atlanta. He's got a music career. He's playing Lando Calrissian. Doing some serious acting. Some is he in this music. Han Solo thing? Or? Yes. All right. Playing Lando. All right. Don't snap. I'm just saying you live in L.A. Well, get hit with the job, Johnny. Look. I know Harrison Ford, so I don't really feel like I need to go watch all these Star Wars movies. Neither does he. (laughs) Um, I are they doing another Star Wars? Uh, I was going to go to the premiere, but I just decided to get another earring. I'm going to go fly a plane. Get some coffee. For those of you who haven't had the pleasure of meeting Harrison Ford, spot on. Thank you. Thank you. Also, direct quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. I love you, bye. Bye, 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 Life up ni on udari Ya chalti rose setting Janta faltu mot mari Tumko karni party Jahe broke hudu Chapna sapko money But pubji kele du Developing hai ye country Sasti hai currency Hate hai desh me trending Troll sab bane This is Hindustan Reband honge kab Turkeys ka hai ye club छोड़ो ये धंधे अब दिस इज हिंदुस्तान लिंच मॉब रोकेंगे कब एक्सट्रीमिस्ट लोगों का क्लब दिन अच्छे होंगे कब दिस इज हिंदुस्तान करप्शन का है ये हब रिश्वत सब देते जाओ पुलिस भी सोचे वाह
This is Hindustan. Sardi malaria. Bharpur in my area. Nirodh use karo sab. Nahi chahiye faltu ka ego jeez. Chahiye true democracy please. Yeah yeah, hona kya tumko set? Le le, toilet mein tere jet. Nahi hai to bhi dho le de. Hum to guje se. Patri pe dho le de. Hashtag Humfit to India Fit. This is Hindustan. Economy ja rahi ab. Katasi aayegi kab. Insaniyat samjhenge jab. This is Hindustan. Gai hamri mata hai. Dharam yaan pe bikta hai. News pe kuch bhi dikta hai. Bekar mein karte shao. Dharam hai cricket. Amir garib. Garib garib. Kisko kare play? Sab hai sain. Nationalism. Aisi kyu? Maal hai kada. Fuko chada. Bye, get it, smoke it. Bye, get it, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it. Demonetize, globalize, polarize. Right wing, left wing, khari singh. Abka nahi ye hai kapka. Desh ko badle kaise? What a clip is this, brother? Brother? India, I just checked my following. And you go tell somebody. Don't get hate right now. Country needs you right now. You can bring change right now. Let's go, Gandu. Let's share the video. If it's offended, then... Goo... in the heart there is beauty in the character when there is beauty in the character there is harmony in the home when there is harmony in the home there is an order in the nation when there is order in the nation there is peace in the world as a country of one billion people it should be seen as a country of one billion minds